Hello, I'm M. And I'm Eyes. And welcome to our brand new podcast, Tipples and Tolkien. Let us be your guides as we return to Middle Earth this fall with the premiere of the new Amazon show, Rings of Power. We'll discuss episodes with you, tell tales of old, and even bring you a brand new tipple recipe every week to enjoy. You can find us on all major podcast platforms, as well as Twitter, which is at Tipples Tolkien, that is T-I-P-P-L-E-S t-o-l-k-i-e-n and instagram at tipples and tolkien so cozy up pour yourself a drink and come on a journey with us this fall on tipples and tolkien that's my secret cap i'm always meat (laughs) here's looking at you meat action stations action stations set condition one throughout the ship not a drill. Repeat. Action stations. Action stations. Set condition one throughout the ship. This is not a drill. The Cylons were created by man. They rebelled. They evolved. They look. And feel. Human. Some are programmed to think they are human. Many copies. And they have a plan. Action stations. Action stations. Set condition one throughout the podcast. Welcome again to Set Condition One, a Night Shift Radio original. I'm your host, SC1 Actual Caleb, and joining me on my desk is my small dog, Penelope. That's the noise that you're hearing. (laughs) That's not. That's the XO Kitsy. You can't drink salt water. <laughs> I, need to, I need to bring more of his, I need to get more of his phrases. <laughs> and of course, the recently reinstated president of the 12 colonies and the podcast, Andrea. Hell yes. Hell yes. So hi, welcome back. <laughs> welcome back. Uh, it, you know, another week, another episode. Another week, another episode. It, it feels like almost no time at all has passed since we uh, wrapped recording on the, the last one though. Yes. But of course, as you know, it's been a week. Yeah, it's been <laughs> one week. Oh, that actually works. That here. worked. <laughs> How many times have we tried that and it actually worked? I want to yell chickadee china again. I mean, for the first time. <laughs> uh, but of course, uh, if uh, this is your first time joining us, uh, I'm sorry. Uh, and you've got <laughs> a lot of catching to up you? to do. Uh, we are not going to, uh, to recap, but we are going to spoil. So, you know, you're warned. Uh, if, uh, if you're not new to the show, to the podcast, then you're probably familiar with, uh, Captain Adama's Oops All Meat Cereal, <laughs> uh, which you can find, uh, it's gross. Ethan Kosak original design over on the Night Shift Radio merch store. It's uh, at so nsrad.io. Uh, see how I, I worked it in, just like I said yeah. I would. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and, uh... <laughs> You, you can check out all the other great stuff there. Uh, but we're not here to talk about merchandise. Uh, we're here to talk about Battlestar Galactica. Or, I mean, we're yes. definitely here to sell merchandise. That's I didn't say we weren't here to sell merchandise. I said we're not here to talk about it. Oh, my bad. There's, there's a difference. Mm-hmm. And so, previously on Battlestar Galactica. We actually get a previously of sorts on this because we get to see some, uh, some video footage of the Gideon Massacre. Mm-hmm. <laughs> What was that voice? I have no idea. That's a Xena impression, I think. The first uh, ominous voice I could think of. A Xena impression, huh? Mm -hmm. Xena warrior princess? The very 
Same. She's not in this show. You know any other Xenas? I know that the um, really cool highlights probably confused you, but but she's in this show. She's not in this show. Yeah. Xena Warrior Princess is not in this show. Lucy Lawless is, though. You Did you see me start to be like, who did I? <laughs> you, who was you, that? You had this look of just sheer panic on your face. Like, like, oh, oh no. God, did I watch the wrong show? What have I done? <laughs> I, you know, it's been so long, or at least it feels like it's been so long since Xena was on the air. That any time I see Lucy Lawless in something that isn't Xena Warrior Princess, I get really excited. Oh, yeah. Like, oh, my God, it's, it's her. She's the best. I'm... And even knowing that she's in this show, when this episode comes around, every watch them, I'm like, ah, it's her. <laughs> it seems... I get, we'll get into... Yeah, we'll get into it. Their casting of her. Let's get into it. Let's get into it. Let's get into the episode. So the Gideon oh, Massacre, right. we see some video of that. Yeah, which, uh, if you recall... Uh, was from Ty's uh, not so great time in command uh, when the commander was in the in the, the sick bay with the bullet wounds, uh, and he sent uh, some troops over to the uh, the Gideon to get supplies that were being withheld that uh, he felt were owed to Galactica, which uh, you know to be fair probably were by the uh, the arrangements that they had with Galactica being the protector of the fleet, uh, but it didn't go so well as as people were uh, were unhappy. And, uh, you know, some, some things were thrown and some, uh, some people got nervous and some, some gunshots went off. Uh, I think what, like four people died and a bunch got injured. Yeah. yeah. It wasn't so great. As much a massacre as the Boston massacre. Uh, that is to say not at all. Uh, but also like all about the hype that was made about it after the fact, hence the term. Yeah, it is though. When you put it that way, the, Military is operating as a kind of mafia in that in that way that like we're here for your protection, so you have to so give, give us, us your coffee. Yeah, like a <laughs> cut off the top, or you're on, you know, or we're gonna send some uh, muscle over to make you pay up. I never thought I about that, it that way, but they are kind of running a protection racket, yeah, aren't they? It's. I think of it more of like a, a tax for the king. Like you, you have to give us a cut of your, your, uh, your, your coffee rations and your fuel and your whatnots, uh, and in exchange for that, we we maintain the peace. Yeah, I guess any sort of dynamic where it's you know it's power. It's so it's like a fiefdom. Ooh, one of the interesting things about this video footage to me is that uh, even their video is an unnecessary octagon. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Maybe they wouldn't need to charge so much in coffee and taxes and whatever if they weren't. Like, I just can't stop thinking about how much more expensive it must be to shape everything this way. To cut the corners off of everything, yeah. I, they literally makes... cut corners. I don't think it's that much more expensive. <laughs> and, and they're literally cutting corners, but by doing so, they're actually making more work, work. for themselves. And when everything else is, I know, I know, I know we do this so often, but everything else is so similar to our world. But this is the thing. This is the one thing. Well, we've got that. We've got Cylons have bad peripheral vision. We've got, uh, I feel, we should be keeping a list. I think there are a couple other. I thought you were keeping a list. Have you? What? Make sure. <laughs> You're the one that has a whole fucking notebook about this show. That's a good point. It's not here though. That's neither here nor there because I don't know. Did where you it ever is. find the original notebook? Yeah, yeah, I did. Okay, good. 
Thank you. I'm thinking for, about how sad that was when you lost it. It I belongs know. in a museum. It was <laughs> with the Arrow of Apollo. And we're back. And we're back. So, uh, the footage. I forget how this episode really starts other than the footage they're reviewing. The episode starts with the footage. I forget what happens next after the footage. <laughs> so, uh, it, it plays back and you then realize that the footage is, is being put out amongst the fleet as kind of like a, a little bit like a propaganda piece. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, see, look what the, the military has done. Like, do you really trust these people? Uh, and kind of stirring shit up and we we meet uh a um a journalist uh mm-hmm. <laughs> so i not think of uh, a news agent i believe is what <laughs> excuse me we meet an journalist. information conveyance individual <laughs> uh by the uh, the surname of beers uh who uh, is the the one that that's putting this this piece together? She's you know she's a reporter. She's she's digging up the dirt. She's telling the hard stories, uh, and uh, the commander and the president are are not terribly thrilled about this happening uh, because it's it's Fierce. stirring up a, an already tense situation amongst the fleet. Uh, understandably, uh, a lot of that is due to the action. <laughs> what was the of- murder and all? The you know the the murdered and then the martial law and the what know, the, now the what the, the deposition of the uh, the president. You're not supposed to know about the martial law. <laughs> Who told you? Who told you? <laughs> Why aren't you in the brain? <laughs> martial law. <laughs> you can't drink martial law. That's accurate. You can't <laughs> no, drink you martial certainly law. Certainly can't. Because the old man would never declare martial law. <laughs> but <laughs> I would. <laughs> <laughs> oh god! <laughs> so the uh, as they're they're basically in like a, an editing room somewhere on a ship somewhere in the fleet. Uh, Beers and her uh, her cameraman uh, are going over the footage, and you know they're they're real excited about it. They've they've got the real scoop here. Uh, and some Marines come in, and they're like, uh, "Ma'am, you need to come with us." And she's like, "Am I being arrested?" I'm like, ah. <laughs> You know, you just need to come with us. And she's like, what if I refuse to go? Yeah, okay, I'll come. <laughs> and like, I kind of wanted him to be like, well, then you would be under arrest. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, we cut to uh, you know, Rosalind and Adama. The, they're like asking, like, why, why are you doing this? Like, why are you trying to stir shit up? You know, what happened, you know, what happened was a, a tragedy and... You know, it, but, you know, it wasn't a massacre. And she's like, you know, the, your tape shows your men firing into the crowd. And he goes, my Marines tell a different story. And so we get this dynamic of it, you know, very much a, like, like, is, is any one side of this, like, accurate? You know, if we're, if we're not hearing the, the whole picture. Uh, and so the idea is presented for... Uh, beers to have full access to the Galactica and her crew uh, to tell the real story. And she's like, you know, I'm not going to make you a propaganda piece just because you're giving me full access. And Adama's like, you know, I, I don't want that. Like, I want you to to tell the whole truth. Like, really let people see what life is like here. And I think that's a really interesting uh, thing, especially because we've seen <laughs> Adama in the past be uh, somewhat closed off and uh, you know, somewhat kind of tight-fisted about you know, military operations. Uh, and this feels like a little bit of a, a new direction for him. Uh, and 
I can't help thinking that it goes hand in hand with his whole uh, idea in the previous episode of, you know, putting the fleet back together, putting the family back together and trying to, to heal these wounds. And he's done that with Rosalind. And now he has to do that with the rest of the people. I And I said last week that I, even when, oh my God, I said last week that even when Adama does something that feels to me unexpected, it doesn't feel out of character. Mm-hmm. And this feels to me out of character in in a way. And it feels like the possibility this being a kind of misstep um is huge and will we can talk about whether or not that's the case as we move through this episode but i understand the optics of wanting to present a more like fair whatever representation of what happened and to put a human face on the military and i know how effective that can be um but it also opens up the, the like full access bit he didn't have to give her and it it makes him so vulnerable i was i couldn't believe that this is something he agreed to do and it's suspicious to me that whatever conversation had to have happened between adama and roslyn happened off screen that we didn't see yeah. where because there's no way that this was his idea right yeah i'm glad you said that because i was just going to say in my head canon they've already gone through they're like this is what we need to do i'm not going to do that <laughs> we really need to do that all right, we'll do it. <laughs> <laughs> they've, they've gone through this whole day. She already. just stared at him for a very long time. And finally, he crumbled as he always does under her glare. Uh, is it Deanna? Deanna Beers? Deanna yeah, Beers. Deanna Beers, see, Beers. Uh, sees is this uh, joint resolution between the, the two of them, you know, being fully open and transparent and welcoming and like they've, you know, really like this united front. That's all she sees. <laughs> But little does she know that, like, 20 minutes ago, Commander Adamo was raging about never allowing a reporter onto his ship. Right? That must that like, must be what happened. I can't imagine it, it um, <laughs> happening in any other way. Almost certainly. Yeah. So, um, D is essentially assigned to... Uh, to to give her the give the, the the film crew the tour around, uh, but before that can start, uh, she gets a uh, a call in the CIC that's uh, for for Colonel Ty, and you know it says it's, it's your wife, something's wrong, like you need to go back to your quarters. Uh, and he gets there and finds that uh, all is not well. His wife is still on board the Galactica. <laughs> <laughs> there it is. Uh, she sucks no. so much. I hate her. <laughs> she, she does. And I hate um, to be so, I don't know what, like uncritical. I mean, I'm very critical of her, but I'm uncritical of my feelings about her. Like, and I should probably be less willing to lean into that because I can't imagine that it's not going to come back to bite me in the ass eventually. Maybe. Actually, who knows? She sucks is well, all I'm saying. I will say, though, something I realized in this episode, um, and and we can get into the Baltar side of this a little more later uh, when we get to his bit, but something I realized is that both Ty and Baltar have a very pushy woman behind them telling mm. them to do things they don't really want to do, and then they end up doing them anyway. I only like watching it happen with one of them, though. Yeah. But I never noticed before that, like, that's... Yeah. Yeah. 
That's a it's a very similar dynamic. They they go about it in different ways, but they're they're both like manipulative and very strong willed uh, towards the uh, the man in their life. Mm-hmm. But you know, Saul walks into the room and sees Ellen there. She's she's scared and she points to uh, the wall and there's a. Uh, on, on the mirror, there's a message painted in red paint, from the darkness you must fall. What does it mean? What does it mean? And I want to point out that when we watched this episode for the first time, Andrea immediately said, she did it. Oh, I still think she was involved. <laughs> <laughs> she, I, I just, uh, man, I need, I need everyone to know what's happening right now is the like feminist in me is wrestling with the person who hates Ellen Ty and I want to say that she is a fucking snake and there's just no way that she didn't have that this doesn't benefit her in some way. I feel like it it doesn't make you not a feminist to recognize a bad character. Yeah. Thank you. I agree. Yeah. <laughs> but we don't really get a lot of time to uh, to ruminate on this as we uh, we cut back to a, a raptor that's transporting the, the commander and the, the film crew uh, back to the Galactica from Colonial One uh, to, to get this started. And Racetrack's uh, flipping through some old magazines <laughs> and like, Colonial Life Today or something like that. <laughs> Cap- <laughs> Caprica Weekly. <laughs> I don't remember exactly. But, the uh, World like, of Tomorrow! Yes. And there it is, our Futurama reference of the week. Yes. Only one this week. So far. So far. We're still in the beginning of the episode. Uh, it's true. A dumbass, like, where'd you get these? <laughs> like, oh, sorry, sir. They were left over from a civilian run. I've, I've been meaning to throw them out. He's like, no, no, put them in a safe place. Hold on to them. And I, I love that little moment of like, it's, it's okay to hold on to a little piece of who we were. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Someday those will be all they have left of uh, their time on Capricorn. Oh, God. <laughs> I really thought you, someday those are going to be worth a whole lot of space. <laughs> that too. <laughs> It's like their uh, equivalent of fucking um, Beanie Babies. No. <laughs> I'm with Caleb. Okay. All right. <laughs> what were you going to say? I was going to say, what if these magazines are like their equivalent of like our tabloids? And it's just like, you know, Bat Boy born in Los Angeles and like shit like that. What? And that's all they hold on to? <laughs> and so now in the next like future, whatever, people find them, that's what they think is happening yeah. or happened in the past. They looked to me, you know how, like, if, if you're in the grocery store checkout line, like, every city has their own magazine? <laughs> uh-huh. Like, here I'll be, in, you know, the, the grocery store and be like, St. Louis Magazine. And it will be like, uh, what the, the mayor is cooking this week? I don't know. Whatever. <laughs> yeah. Like, every city has those. Like, that's what it felt like to me. Abs- oh, absolutely. Uh, I actually used to subscribe to St. Louis Magazine. It's a great publication. Quit bragging. Wow. Look at you, Jeez, an adult with a magazine subscription. Ma- <laughs> I'm sorry. I didn't mean to mess <laughs> We both turned on. <laughs> wow. Must be nice to have your life together, huh? Jeez. <laughs> I bet I you read it, too. To. <laughs> so Dee is uh, taking the, the film crew around, and you know she's showing them the, the really, like, really interesting, you know, deep dive stuff about the shift, you know, like the oxygen recirculation unit. Uh, and <laughs> Deanna's like, uh, you know, get a close up of that like, sarcastically to the cameraman who like kind of walks towards it and then like, nope, and turns away. <laughs> and uh, we get to see uh, some some pilots just running around half naked. Through, doing through pilot the stuff. Doing pilot They're stuff. They're just blowing off some steam. Yeah. Um, 
and of course the the film crew is like oh like this is this is the juicy shit that we're here for uh and so they they follow them back into the the officer's lounge uh and uh in there starbuck and apollo are are deep in conversation about uh capricorn poetry Mm -hmm. there's a really fun exchange there but it's interesting that i think the last we saw the two of them really interact it's part one of home. Okay, yeah. So the like, when Lee steals her ball. When Lee steals her ball, there's that interaction that they have where he tells her that he loves her accidentally, and she gives him a hard time about it, and it's it's a kind of tense ish moment. Um, but they seem kind of back to their their like buddy back and forth, like teasing um, dynamic that I like so much. Um, but he says. She's like, oh, I'm surprised that Ty didn't call me in first. And he's like, oh, you have me to thank for that. Um, I said, there's no way you, like, do you have the script there? Because the... I told you? Ty, it said, uh, you were top of the list, but don't worry. I told Ty you wouldn't know Capricorn poetry if it was hot salt to uh, cross your helmet. And so uh, Starbuck you know, starts quoting, from the darkness she must fall, failed and weak to darkness all. Kataris, not one of his best. Can I be a suspect again? <laughs> can I be a suspect again? She gets that like really mischievous look on her face. Like, can I, can I be? Can I, I, I love I? that she just cannot help herself because mm-hmm. like, I know it's Lee and that's her buddy. So it's fine. But like the quickest way to make yourself a suspect is to prove that you know the message written on the mirror. Like, I know she can't help herself, but, um, and I know that Ellen and we know who else had a hand in it. So but I just think that's very, it's such a Starbuck thing to do. It's so Starbuckian. It's <laughs> so Starbuckian. Classic Starbuck. Classic Starbuck. Speaking of classic, we get a chance to see Jamie Banber looking like a fucking classic Greek statue. Yup. <laughs> Jesus. They like <laughs> pumped him full of, like, he was not, right? Before this <laughs> episode. I don't know what happened between part one and part two, or between, fuck. I don't even know where we are in these. Cut. But I don't think he was two weeks ago. I don't know. We were just talking about that upstairs. That upstairs. We were just talking. (laughs) Me and the man upstairs. Uh, You know, God. Um, Just just having a hard time. Yeah. (laughs) Jamie Bamber. You seen Jamie Bamber's pecs lately? (laughs) Yeah, I made them. Um, But it is like. Again, we were I hope just that t- conversation included a thank you. <laughs> I, be- I believe the phrase "he could get it" came up. I do believe, but but, and I've said it before, and I feel bad for Jamie Bammer for being so cruel to him in the ways that I've been. But like, he was to me such a mediocre white man in all the ways up until I think this episode. Like, I don't know what happened. Is all I'm saying. Well, he did try to try to overthrow the government. And I guess a lot of lifting when you do that, because, good Lord. I think, I mean, he had a lot of time on his hands when he was in the brig. That's true. <laughs> Not much that, push-ups. Just doing push-ups. That happens a lot in, in prison. People go away and they just come back. This is also our first chance to see him in nothing but a towel that is barely containing first, him. First? First implies a, a, at least a second. I mean, I don't, I don't recall. It, it might happen, but... It, it's they go for full frontal in season three. <laughs> That's when they make the switch to HBO. Everybody. Everybody? The entire cast is naked the entire season Everybody? three, and they show everything. Everybody? Everybody. Oh. Everybody's at condition one all the time. <laughs> <laughs> and that's our episode for this week. Uh... <laughs>
We're not going to get any better than no, that. No, certainly not. And of course, so the, the, the film crew follows them into this room and like people are, are fucking off and the, the film crew is like, you know, the, we're getting the, the real, real good stuff here. And uh, <laughs> Tom like introduce himself. He's like, uh, Captain Lee Adama, commander of the air group. That's pronounced CAG. CAG. And I suggest you find yourself an exit as soon as possible. That's pronounced ASAP. <laughs> who, just the, who the fuck what is this what person? Is, what is he doing? I mean, I love it. I think it's it's so silly, but I I just Lee, come on. But then we've got Cat. I say interspersed throughout this episode are a bunch of like kind of one-on-one interviews uh, between Deanna, who I just realized is spelled D apostrophe Anna. Uh, oh, she's a Vanna. Which if you if you shorten it up, she can be De Beers. because ah, it's B I E R S. Oh, Deanna. I heard uh D. You know D? Duala. Duala. We actually uh we get her first name in this episode. Do we really? What... I missed yeah, it. Yeah, she she says it at one point. Um, Susan. We'll, we'll, we'll get to that later. Susan Petty Duala. officer Susan Duala. <laughs> Yeah. But yeah, we get a bunch of, uh, of of interviews and we start to see some some real kind of like firsthand perspective from the crew and like just how like tough things can be. You also get some good backstory in some of the characters as well. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. This is a, I was surprised that we got an episode like this. I think the, the sort of um, narrative device so these characters do have to look directly at the screen and talk to us as much as they're talking to the fleet um it's a really good way to to give us all a little um information we might not otherwise be able to get so concisely um, anastasia oh that's Anastasia Duala. that's beautiful that's a good name for her it's way better than susan susan was my mother's name so you take it back well, I wasn't saying anything bad about Susan as you a take name. It it back. Just, it's just not a good name for her. You take say it back. that it's I Dee's t- name, and you say it now. <laughs> I, I take it back. Thank you. Apologies to all of the Susans. Not all of them. Not you, Susan. You, you know who, you know who to, you are. And you know what you did. <laughs> Can you imagine if I was really angry? <laughs> I don't have to imagine How dare it. you? I've seen it. How dare you? <laughs> anyway, derailed. You were saying something. All right. So, still in the pilot's quarters, uh, we get Cat, the uh, the pilot Cat, and uh, she wants to give a shout out to her homies back on whatever ship. Um, don't know, but she's you know, she's she's in a towel and she's and she turns around and moons the camera to be like, <laughs> you know, what up, buddies and whatever. And uh, and Lee comes in like he's scolding a dog for peeing on the carpet. Yeah, Cat is. His, he gets loud. Not happy. And the the fucking whole dynamic of the room just changes mm-hmm. like that when he does it. And it's so good. Yeah. You want to tell me what the hell you think you're doing? I'm just, just saying hi to some of my buddies in the fleet, sir. <laughs> Which, uh, she says the name of the ship. Freighter 212. 212! <laughs> I really like Kat. She's great. Yeah. And, uh... She uh, she actually has a kind of a, a prominent scene in this episode where she's uh, she's I think she's part of the uh, the patrol and uh, she's it's her time to to come back to land but she's really struggling with the the landing she's had to wave off three times because she just can't get the like the speed and the approach angle right and she has like a meltdown mm-hmm. 
and uh, they they finally get her. Like she essentially crash lands in the uh, in the landing pod, and oh. they, they get her out and realize like she is just as high as can be on stimulants. On the, the you know we we saw uh, I think it was way back in thirty three in the very first like you know, full season episode. Uh, where they have the, these stem pills that they they were taking because they were on these constant flight rotations with not enough sleep, and apparently, Cat uh, has still been taking them, and entirely too many. She's so um, excited. She's so scared. It's a Saved by the Bell reference, and it's going to be very good for the people who get it. I promise. Don't I worry. It, Thank it you. Wasn't. It was very good for the people <laughs> yeah. who will get it because it's exactly what's going on with her. Um, although I don't think I am suspicious of that whole um, little uh, B story or whatever that's happening there. Because in part one of Home, um, we have the problem where her audio gets fucked up mm-hmm. and... We blame um, the new CAG who sucks. But I said at the time that I thought it was odd. Catman? Catman CAG. Um, (laughs) And and I thought it was odd then that her audio got screwed up because it's not something we've ever seen before. And so it was curious to me at the time. And it's doubly curious now that when she's in her uh, Viper, Viper, when she's in her Viper, that she has another issue. And it, I mean, like, sure, the stimulants might be adding to it, but I think they might be a red herring. That's all I'm saying. That's fair. But uh, I mean, she's high as shit. Yeah, she's definitely sure. high as shit, though. Mm-hmm. And they cart her off to uh, to the sick bay, and uh, the camera crew follows to the sick yeah, bay. The, the cam- camera crew's getting all of this. And, yeah. Uh, we, Adama we gave a, them full access. He did. We get a quick cut of, of an interview with Kat where, like, she's talking about, her, like... How, how rough it is and like how they they're on like no sleep and you know they're they're working really hard and sometimes it's just the adrenaline that's keeping them running and you know we we see her then like she's she's already like you worn thin mm-hmm. uh, and so like and, and you know, we don't know if that interview took place before or after this incident but it it definitely sets some context for it but i, th- I think uh Adama may not have fully considered the implications of uh what he was doing when he gave them full access because as they go into sick bay, <laughs> they get a uh, they get a, a quick glimpse of Sharon and Hilo in the sick bay because um, Sharon's having some issues with the baby that involves some blood, a lot of blood, and uh, but Deanna immediately notices like, hey, that's a Cylon, mm-hmm. and Hilo, you know, shoves the camera out. This is a restricted area. Pulls the curtain closed, but it's too late. They saw it. Yeah, and it. What happened to Caleb? He's here. Oh, I'm with Penelope. Oh, there he is. <laughs> then, y'all, then y'all speak. How many people know that Boomer is is there and alive? I'm going to say not many. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know that I have anything to add with that, but it's crazy to me that they haven't spent more time addressing that for us. It is, but uh, we have multiple Dreda's contacts. Yay. <laughs> so we're going to go ahead and... Uh, <laughs> Sounds like something a Cylon would say. We're going to go ahead and jump to a safer location. Uh, we will embed the jump coordinates into the ad as we always do. So always make sure you listen to those very carefully. And uh, we will see you at the rendezvous point. So uh, say we all. Say we all. That's not how we do no. the jump into the break. Sit tight, y'all. Just No, don't sit tight. Just jump, go. Jump, go. 
You're listening to a Night Shift Radio production. Night Shift Radio is a modern media company bringing you shows that entertain, inform, and most importantly, provide an escape. Never Heard of It dives into the world of bad, obscure, and sometimes just weird movies. Follow along with the crew of Set Condition One as they experience the 2004 sci-fi hit Battlestar Galactica, one episode at a time. Each week on Left of the Dial, we explore a new record or revisit an old favorite. We'll bring in guests to talk about their own music and the state of the industry. The Superpod HeroCast. Guys with beers talking about movies with capes. They draw a random comic-inspired movie from Thor's helmet and offer thorough, insightful, and humorous commentary. And once a month, tune into the Storyteller series and get lost in the magic of a good old-fashioned radio drama. Learn more about these fine shows at nightshiftradio.com and subscribe on your favorite platform. Sit rep. <laughs> uh, I, I got nothing. You, you got to be quicker than that. I got nothing. <laughs> I don't know how to come back from the break on this podcast. It's, it's just so hard. It's ne- we're never gonna. No. Never gonna get it. Never Ooh. Gonna get Someone else should probably come up with a way to come back from the break because clearly I cannot be trusted with I this responsibility. This point, wait, how wild would it be though if just out of nowhere we started? having a thing that we always do every week to come back how wild it would it be if we were already back from the break and we just started talking about the show now could you show me what that might sound like and i'll let you know if uh if i think that'll work so in addition to the uh the interview with kat where she she talks about how things are stretched thin and everyone's stressed out uh we also get a uh a quick cut interview with the soldier, and I, I forget his name offhand, but the the one who was kind of in charge of the mission to the uh, to the uh, Gideon that is seen basically like making the calls on the uh, on the, the videotape, uh, and he's trying to explain like what a tense situation it was, and you know, the the reporters are you know, they're, they're kind of drilling him a little bit, they're like you know you gave the order to fire, and he's like you know they were they were throwing things at us, and you know we. You know, I'd, we tried to control the situation, and we, you know, just got away from us. And you could see, like, how how stressed out it was, how he was, and like how much of a toll that took on him. He also looks Kelso. like a, Kelso's his name. Is it? <laughs> he looks like a kid. He's he's young. Um, oh, yeah, he's like sixteen. He also looks he, like Xander Harris. So much Xander from Buffy. He looks so much. That's the same <laughs> one, right? Yeah. Um, he starts out the interview saying, "We were never trained for crowd control." First order of business when under attack is to defend yourself and your squad. And Deanna's like, but these were civilians. And he points to his forehead and says, I have 10 stitches that said we were under attack. And so, like, this is where we we get more of that dynamic of, like, there, there is more nuance to this story than just what you see in the, uh, in the videotape. It's a very, very complicated story. It is. And the issue is, as or Adama, is it? it wouldn't be a complicated story except for the fact that Adama has said early on that you can't use the military to police your people or shit like this happens. Mm-hmm. Um, nobody should be surprised that this was the outcome. And these are kids who, as he said, I'm not making excuses for them, but these are kids who, as he said, were not trained for it. These are people who most of them probably thought they were never going to see a day of combat in their life. I mean, mm-hmm. we know that our girl, um, motherfucker, 
Callie, our girl Callie, um, is only there to pay for fucking dental school. Like these dental are not. School. I don't and think she's going to dental school now. No, and it's been a what two months? Maybe it's been a very short period of time, and they're dealing with shit that most most of them, yeah, were neither trained for nor prepared to do. So who's surprised when this shit happens? Well, and again, he says like the truth is it was a command frack up the moment Ty put us on that supply ship. Yep. Uh, and referencing the the threat that uh, Ty received, he says, "I'm not su- not surprised someone's trying to take out that drunk son of a bitch." Mm-hmm. Uh, and one of the other soldiers is like, "All right, belay that. Like, you know, we're we're done here." And like, kind of drags Kelso out. Uh, and so, oops, ooh, people weren't so happy with the Ty guy. Mm-mm. It's hard being the XO. It is. <laughs> You know, if the crew doesn't hate the XO, he's not doing his job. I forget exactly where it falls in this episode, but we have this really interesting encounter with Baltar in the hallway. (laughs) Where... Totally forgot about that. Where, like, where Six is, like, you know, trying to push him to, like, get an interview, and and he's, like, you know, trying to drop hints that he wants to be interviewed, and finally, like, we could interview with you, and he's like, oh, I'm much too busy, I couldn't possibly. (laughs) Maybe tomorrow. He's such a clown. I love him so much, and he is such a clown. Oh, I just, I just love how he's like. Because at first he he, he kind of gets this impression that they're not going to ask him for an interview, and he's like kind of bummed out about it. And then as soon as they do, he's like, "No, oh, I couldn't possibly." Well, it's like when Starbuck comes to tell him she's going to be a security detail because he's been chosen to be the representative from Caprica for the when they're on Cloud Nine, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and he's talking a bunch of shit to Six about how stupid it is. And then as soon as Starbuck shows up and says that he's a representative, then he's all on board. He's too good for anything unless he's not included in the thing and then he desperately wants to be a part of it until he's included and then he's too good for it again. Yep. He's the best. He's just too cool for everything. Mm-hmm. He's got to, like, if he's if he's not able to just pretentiously smoke and, and watch and judge people, then, like, what what does he even have? Like, I feel- a lifetime of, of running blood samples is all he has to look forward to. I feel like he started smoking just so he could walk around the battle star that way because he wasn't in the first season right all that much he took up smoking so that he could have breaks i thought you know okay i I hear that i so i smoked uh one pack of cigarettes my entire life and the reason i smoked one pack of cigarettes my entire life is because my first job was working at mcdonald's and all my coworkers smoked and they all got to take a break like every half hour to smoke a cigarette i didn't get to take a break every half hour so i bought a pack of cigarettes yeah, that's also pretty much how I started smoking. I smoked for longer than you did, but I did not know but, this. Yeah, for for like years. Oh wow. Yeah. Um I I can't imagine you smoking. I know, because it's gross and I hate it. Yeah. But I just think about how difficult it is for me to get through this entire podcast without smoking. You, you don't I don't, I don't, I don't smoke. <laughs> that was also a <laughs> I mean, I've seen you smoke a cigar from time to time. Oh, yeah, that's all I was smoking. Did I mention that? I go out on cigar breaks when I worked at the video store. <laughs> I mean, you are an 80-year-old man, as we all know. Exactly. That's great, because you can keep a cigar going for for a couple hours if you're careful. Uh, yeah, exactly. God, that wow. was a great job. Let's do an episode one time that's just us talking about old jobs before we join the fleet. I want to do one where we just put a you know some... Sit, you know, microphones on the table, and we sit around it, and we just smoke cigars and, and talk. Okay, 
for real, as soon as it's safe to be in the real world again, can we do that for real? And we'll play a fucking full colors, the game that I like so much. You can tell I'm yes. forgetting that we're podcasting because I'm saying fucking every other word. That's <laughs> I uh, I don't want to smoke a cigar, but I will definitely yeah. partake in that experience. I'll, I'll hold one to look cool. Wait, I just bite it. It's for the look. I don't light it. Ill way the AMA on the Anstey Orflay. Give it up, so, Jiggy. Make it feel like four we've got. Yo. We've got a film crew on Galactica. <laughs> My cardio is infinite. I'm almost done. Ha-ha. Deanna's just, uh, she's hanging out in the, the sick bay where uh, she's kind of detained. She's not really allowed to go anywhere <laughs> because uh, she has some a, a tape with some sensitive information on it. Uh, and Can't imagine the, how that happened, Adama. The, the commander uh, is not pleased with that. And so he, he makes her give him, give him the tape. And... He initially takes her camera too. Like he, he basically like is trying to tell. Like you've, you know, we agreed that you would have full access, but that if you uh, were to to do anything or see anything that could endanger the the ship or the fleet, that we would put a stop to it. And he's essentially calling that play now. Like we're, like you're done. But then as he starts to walk away, he he thinks differently and like he takes the tape but hands her the camera back. And so everything's fine, right? He's got the tape. It's- yeah, because there's everyone knows there's no way to copy tape. He's not stupid. I don't understand what is going on with him in this episode. I, so here's the thing. Is that I don't think he anticipated her having an extra tape on her that she would just swap out in the interim time when she's hanging out alone behind a curtain with no one watching her. Because that's what she does, because she reaches... Uh, Reaches into uh, was it like I think in, into her shirt yeah. and mm-hmm. she has it stashed, uh, which it feels I, like it, that would like you would see that like it would. Yeah, I mean, but anyway, she, maybe she, she has a hidden out. compartment in in her body that she keeps it in because we don't know what you're about to say is true for sure. At least I don't. Moving on, um, but yeah, she she pulls out the tape and like you can the, by the look on her face you can tell that like it's the real one and she made the old switcheroo. The old switcheroo gets them every time. God, it's the oldest, oldest trick in the book. Mm-hmm. Come on, Adama. Yeah, the fact that he didn't see that coming is just, come on, dude, really? But uh, at this point, we actually do have multiple Dreda's contacts. Oh, uh, well, we'll go ahead and take a break. And when we come back. <laughs> Two is multiple. Wait, no, we already did that. Oh, my God. We Are you doing a bit? No, I legit thought we were going to break again. Kitsy. <laughs> I realized that we've there, already done that. There are two, two Cylon, Cylon Raiders. Raiders that show up. Yeah. No, I know that now. Oh, okay. Thank you. I just... Shut up. No, no one's allowed to be mean to me. <laughs> okay. That's how it works. That's how it works. So there are, in fact, multiple Dreadus contacts. This is one of my favorite scenes in the entire series. Oh, it's, so fu- oh, it's so good. Um... Deanna runs to the CIC. Her cameraman goes to the hangar deck, and we see everybody getting, you know, in the hangar deck, we see everyone getting the, the planes out. Uh, we see the CIC. They're like, you know, where's the cap? It's the other side of the fleet. Scramble the alert vipers, blah, blah, blah. But then the planes are in the air, and everyone's just kind of standing around, like, intently listening, but... The thing I love about this scene is we never see the action. We only see yes. inside the galactic and we only hear what's yeah. happening over the radio just like everyone else does. And it yes. gives me fucking chills. It's so good. I just got chills when you said I that. I know. <laughs> and uh, another thing that, that, that I caught um, on this watch through is after they get all the, the fighters out, 
Tyrell gives like, okay, everyone, let's reset. Get ready for recovery. And it's, it's like a restaurant closing down after lunch <laughs> to get ready for dinner. And like, you don't think about these things, but like, that's what they have to do yeah. every time is like, yeah, and because you, know? you always follow the action, not even just on Battlestar. It's just like, yeah, so seldom do you get to see this stuff happening. But yeah. of course, that's what's going to happen yeah. when we're watching through these cameras. But it's it's, just, it's so, so smart. It's just so cool to see the tension and hear the tension. And like, you know, you see Deanna like drastically looking for some action, like <laughs> throwing the camera everywhere. And everyone's just like just going about their business. Yeah, this is what it is. And like, this is just this is just Tuesday for us, you know. And then, uh, you know, they hit, they they get one, and you, you see Dom go, yes! And then it's just, like, back yes. to... But uh, at one point, she asked Dee, like, you know, does this ever get easier? And, and Dee comes back with, uh, no, ma'am, it gets harder. Yeah, and at one point, she asks, like, you know, should I be scared? And Dee says, I, I am. am. Yeah. I, I love these little moments with Dee through this episode, whether it be, like, you know, when... You know, Deanna's pressing her for information in, in this, like, action sequence uh, or in the interview scenes where she's talking about her strained relationship with her father mm-hmm. and how, like, they they left on bad terms and she never saw him again after the attack on the colonies. And, like, this is another episode that, like, really humanizes these people. Mm-hmm. Uh, and obviously, you know, that ends up being the point, uh, <laughs> as we learn. Um, but... After this uh, this successful repelling of the the two two raiders, they they take him out. Everything is is good, and uh, Gata sets condition three throughout the fleet, which I believe mm-hmm. is the first time we've seen condition three. Sure. I didn't even know there was a condition three. It's also um, w- so much of our conversations about Adama have to do with this uh, this kind of like philosophy he lives by where like you make the decision and then you live with it and you can't regret anything but you also can't forget it you take it and you move forward and seeing him have to make these calls and then just sit back and watch what's going to happen happen really shows why that's so necessary for him because if every time something goes wrong and you know all you did was make the call and actually weren't able to take part or do anything after that that's got a way on you and having been a pilot himself yeah Mm -hmm. during the war like He's like he knows what that's like mm-hmm. going out and putting it all on the line, and to be the one that has to send them out every time. Ugh. Like he doesn't take that lightly. No, and he loves them all so much. Every last one of them. Mm-hmm. But uh, Ty takes a little break after the action and heads back to his quarters. He walks no. in the door and sees uh, sees his wife Ellen tied up and, and <laughs> with duct tape over her face on the floor, and he up. gets clonked in the back of the head and he goes down hard my first thought was like how did she tie her own hands <laughs> yes <laughs> she must have taped her face first obviously so much that that you want uh ellen to have been responsible for this i still think she may have been involved not in a cobal is earth type scenario i just i don't know and uh when he comes to uh we realize that it's uh Oh, I like I got the name wrong earlier. It was uh, when I said it was uh, Kelso's Paladino uh, mm-hmm. was the the name of the the uh, the pilot who was in charge on the Gideon, uh, and it's him. It's Paladino. Yeah, and uh, he's not he's not happy. You know, he's he he's he, the the guilt of that is weighing on him, and he's definitely reflecting it back onto Ty in this moment. Uh, 
we actually had a, a little bit of a, a foreshadowing of this because uh, as the camera crew is kind of looking through their footage uh, of that scene in the uh, the officer's lounge, uh, there's a, a moment where they pan over to him and they see that he's reading the uh, poetry of Guitarist. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, that's a little suspicious. Mm-hmm. It um, is. Yeah. And he, you know, he's holding a gun on tie and he says, you know, those weren't Cylons we tagged. Like, you know, I can't eat. I can't sleep. I saw their faces. Mm-hmm. Those were real people who looked like my dad, who looked like my little brother. And he's uh, like, well, if you're going to do it, then do it. And he's like, here, I'll make it easier for you. And like presses his head directly into the gun in one of those tense moments that, uh, you know, you always wonder like, wow. <laughs> Why are you doing that, buddy? Yeah. And I think for Ty, if he got shot, I mean, you know, I don't think he was counting on Paladino actually shooting him. But I also think that Ty's kind of like, either this will make a good point or the part of me that lives in the darkness, you know what I mean, will get yeah. to... Like, I think I think at least some part of him wanted Paladino to pull the trigger. Yeah, even if even if... Ty himself doesn't, you know, really recognize that. Yeah. But watching him Ty, lean in, like, oh boy, Ty lives with a, a similar philosophy to Adama of like, you know, your mistakes are something you own mm-hmm. and you move forward and, and learn from them. But he definitely more outwardly shows the burden that like he feels from from, you know, we, we frack things up real good, Bill. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like, <laughs> like his from, fo- from that realization, like. I I never wanted this, and when like when it came my turn, I I I did very badly, uh, and like like I I deserve this. Like he, you see that like that kind of resignation in his eyes mm-hmm. uh, as Paladino's got the the gun pressed to his head. Like if if you do this now, right? I it's like you. it's You're, atonement. Yeah. Um, but of course the. Uh, Paladino hesitates because he doesn't really want to kill Ty. No. Uh, and in just that moment, some uh, Marines burst through the door and Ty's like, we're all right here. And like grabs the gun and like, like stops them from, from killing him. So they, they, they just, they take him away. And well, Ty, Ty Ooh. says to him, like, you know, what happened on the Gideon, that was an accident. This is a choice. Yes. What an interesting yes. parallel to the, um, that I didn't think about until just now, but to the, conversation between it's not really a conversation but between boomer and adama when she pull, pulls the gun on him and she mm-hmm. says like this is my choice yeah. i'm oh yeah that is oh. that's when starbuck jumps away to go back to to caprica and adama the last thing he tells her is like make sure that what you're going to do right now is something you can live with <sighs> this show is and all about living <laughs> or not with your choices, choices huh um yeah Meanwhile, on the the hangar deck, uh, as the the pilots come back, the uh, the cameraman he, uh, he he flags down Lee. He's like, "So how'd it go out there?" And apologist says, "Like, well, we didn't lose anyone. That's a good day." No, it's rough. <laughs> yeah. Um, how quickly these people had to get used to oh. loss this way. I keep. Yeah. I know it comes up a lot, and I know I say that a lot, but it's still I'm struck every time by how new all of this is for them. So. We do get some other interesting Thai scenes in this one, too, actually. Um, we get uh, Deanna trying to interview oh. the oh, colonel. Yeah. And 
you can see, you know, he's he's kind of tense. You know, I mean, you know who Colonel Ty is by this point. He doesn't want to do this. No. Um, but uh, you know, I'm, I'm assuming uh, Adama told him he had to, <laughs> and uh, he's, uh, you know, they're they're getting him mic'd up, and uh, she's like, "Do you want a drink?" And he's like, "Is this an interview or a cocktail party?" And uh, <laughs> uh, that's what, that should be my opener for the fucking episode uh, right there. Go edit that to the. You want to give us a clean read? Is this an interview or a cocktail party? <laughs> it's a podcast, Kitsy. Fuck. Um. So, uh, but she's like, oh, we just try to make it more comfortable and keep more casual. And, she, you know, she hands him the drink, but she knows exactly what she's doing. Mm-hmm. She doesn't even, she sets hers down on the table, doesn't even fucking touch it. As yeah, he's they, just, they cheers and hers goes right on the table. Yeah. Right on the table. And he's just sipping it away as he's answering questions. And, you know, and you can see like the camera focuses on the glass for a second. And, uh, you know, after a minute, he realizes what she's doing is like, this interview is over. And, you know, takes his mic off and, and gets up and she tries to block him in the doorway and ask him another question. He's like, get out of my face and shoves her out of the way. And of course, she turns right to the camera. And, Did you get that? And he's like, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, she yeah, knows they, exactly they what she's doing. Very much setting him up in mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. It's rude. It's very <laughs> it rude. is rude. <laughs> very rude. But I thought that was like a very like cunning and like conniving underhanded move by by deanna there to 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 set him up like that didn't take much effort though well you give the man a, a drink he's gonna drink <laughs> oh, it oh yeah i mean a fish gonna swim mm-hmm. oh, a tie you know a duck gonna quack that's and dog gonna Ty's bark also not known for his composure uh, <laughs> under pressure either yeah no. needle him a little bit yeah yeah but you know the the final footage like it's pretty rough. Like it's a real like hatchet job on the, mm-hmm. the fleet. Like it's, it's not not really a fair representation at all, right? That's what Ty says. Turn this shit off. I don't want to see anymore. And they turn it off. And Adama loves it. Yeah. He can't get enough of it. He's like, I want to see the rest. <laughs> and uh, they and so they 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 turn it back on. And because uh, Adama even says, like, you know, you've showed the true the true fleet. And we get this little uh, this little outro piece from Deanna saying, you know, like these are the men and women of Galactica. They, you know, they're they're flawed people, but they're people, and you know, they put their lives on the line for you, you know, every day. And there's this great line that didn't age well about the thin blue line uh, <laughs> <laughs> in there. Uh, yeah, and you know, it kind of ends with like, you know, hey, look, you know. Th- they fuck up, they make mistakes, but like they're people, they're trying. She she even says in there, like, you know, there's no relief coming. These are it. Like, mm-hmm. these people are doing this job 24-7 for the rest of our lives because you know, we we don't have an academy training more soldiers. Like, this is it. She says, uh, Lieutenant Gata told me a remarkable statistic. Not a single member of Galactica's crew is asked to resign. Not one. Now, think about that. That if think about that. Uniform, yeah, that is remarkable. Wouldn't you want to quit to step aside and say enough? <laughs> oh hell yeah! Let someone else protect the fleet. I know I would. Yeah. Then I don't wear the uniform. What an effective propaganda video they have made. Because mm-hmm. oh boy, was I like feeling the patriotic stirrings that I. You were ref- ready to join the military was, after that. I couldn't believe how. Again, well, that's why it's, you know, propaganda is propaganda for a reason. It's exactly what they, you know, Adama, once again, proved me wrong for doubting him. Mm-hmm. 
I was looking to where I could click to, to find more. <laughs> That's a Starship <laughs> Troopers reference. I didn't get it, but part. I liked it. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I think uh, after, you know, the, the uh, off-screen conversation that, that convinced him, because, uh, <laughs> again, this was very obviously Laura Roslin's idea, uh, I think <laughs> Adama all along hoped for exactly this outcome. That the 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 beers and Bell would Ducks. see uh, what life really was like for his people, and uh, would make you know even though she said she wasn't going to make a propaganda piece, would essentially end up making a propaganda piece uh, exactly for them. And it's you know it's very heartwarming. It's very stirring. Mm-hmm. Stirring is uh, a great word for for it. And uh, you know they. They, he gives their permission to, to send it out amongst the whole fleet so that everyone can really see uh, the gritty, dirty, uh, real world of the Galactica. Everyone? When things stop being polite and get Start real. getting real. <laughs> the real world, Galactica. <laughs> That's what I was going for. Yep. Thank you. This is about 12 <laughs> Cylons picked to live on a Battlestar. <laughs> Speaking of Cylons, ends, right? Everything's over. Speaking of Cylons, think? we, uh, wait, there's, we, there's we, more? we, yeah, <laughs> there's wait. a little more. Did you not stay for the post credit scene? Ah, uh, rookie mistake. It's actually, it's, it's <laughs> actually before the credits. Um, there's a, uh, there's a little end scene where we see, uh, we see Leobin. No, not Leobin. The other guy, Doral. Doral. We see Doral. We see a Sharon. We see a six and they're all sitting in a, a, a theater of sorts viewing this piece and they're like oh that went out to the whole fleet huh and you know they have a little conversation about it and then they ask about the uh you know show the footage that got cut and they they show the the sharon in the uh in the sick bay it's like oh she's still alive did the baby make it and who turns around to talk to them but billy ray no 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 (laughs) no xena horrier Princess. Did you say warrior princess? <laughs> I said warrior. <laughs> it's um it's, it's Deanna. Deanna Deanna, Deanna Troy. She's like Deanna Troy? Uh-huh. What? She's... You were just all mixed up today. It's Deanna. <laughs> I don't know what to do. It's Deanna Beers. And so uh she's either a Cylon or she is a human colluding with the Cylons for sure. Um given that as far as we know, Deanna Beers is uh Still in the fleet, and this uh, this one is very much not. Oh, um, oh! I just oh. assumed it was the same one. I, this is on Caprica. It is absolutely not the same one. Oh, and she says, oh, "That's true." Uh, I had to sacrifice two raiders to get this out of the fleet. Oh, those that raiders was, jumped in. I so knew that, that. She could relay that I didn't get that until today. Yeah, so I've watched it. I've watched this episode three times now. It took this third one for me to realize that that was. I didn't pick up on any of that. But I just in my head, and I know, I know this doesn't make sense. But in my head, the silence can kind of bounce around however they want. That if the Deanna on. The on Galactica wanted to be on Caprica that she could just by that was a weak snap, but just by snapping her fingers. But that's not the case, is it at all? No, so wait, don't teleport. Wait, 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 wait. So, so you're telling so you're me you're telling me a shrimp fry this race? <laughs> <laughs> so 
So, so, but, but like what you're saying is like their consciousness can leave one body and go to another. No, is that what you're? No, oh. I mean, I like that, but no, I'm just. Cause I do, I do love the idea of like a Cylon body and then it just goes limp and falls <laughs> on the ground. The... <laughs> Weekend at Bernie's. Yes. Just boom. Yep. No, I didn't mean that. That's just a fucking body. I mean, that would make even more sense, but no, I just wasn't thinking. So she's a Cylon. Deanna is our sixth reveal. Holy of a, of a shit! Cylon. And uh, we uh, we get the uh, the that's Doral saying, you know, we we must proceed with caution. The child's life must be protected at all costs. Uh, so this is kind of a dramatic shift in the Cylon strategy because if they want to keep that that child safe, then they can't just keep trying to blow Galactica up. Yeah, yeah. That those is... uh, those do not uh, mix well. No. So that's six of them. You, oh, go ahead, before we roll into. That's half the Cylons. As far as we know. I feel like there could be a 13th Cylon in the same way there's a 13th colony, but I don't know. Earth Earth is the 13th 13th Cylon. Ooh. And the, right. (laughs) Earth is a Cylon. That feels true. I don't know why. It's like Unicron. I don't, (laughs) who's that? Don't worry about it. Will you tell me when I'm older? Sure. Okay. I've told you about how like shitty the formatting is on Zag Geezer, and I, I feel like at this point, you, I, I would hope you would have looked it up to see for yourself because it's just it's really a wonder to behold. Uh, I you should link it. I shared my screen on a video chat the other day to show someone how bad it was. <laughs> you should uh, link it in the show notes. To, to show uh, our, our good buddy Jeff, who is a, uh, a regular listener. Uh, hi, Jeff. Uh, it, just how bad it is. Is this the Jeff I know? Uh, yeah. Jeff French? Yeah. Hi, oh. Jeff. Jeff, I don't know you, but I see you interact with their stuff um, on the internet sometimes. Hi, hello. Jeff, Jeff loves you. Jeff Aww, was in. Uh, I love Jeff. Jeff was in Long Since Forgotten with uh, with Caleb and Josh. Oh. You mean legendary rock band. Legendary rock band, Long Since Forgotten. Was, was Jeff there to tell my second favorite Caleb story after uh, Shotgun Betty? Was, was he on the episode with y'all? Yeah, he was on the episode. Oh. The whole yeah. band was. We, oh. had, we um, had Caleb, we had Josh, we had Jeff, uh, the Joe other guy. Joe. Steve. Steve. I knew his name. I was making a drummer, drummer joke about how everyone forgets the drummer. Oh, I get it. I get it. Moki. Just kidding, Steve. I love you. Does Steve listen? I don't Flip care. Flip-flop. Jim. We were all on a video chat the other day, and Aww. I was telling them about how bad this site is. Um, <laughs> but all that to say, like, what happened in their uh, however long uh, period of, of history running this site that they had to append to this transcript Attention, webmasters. If you insist on stealing these transcripts for your own website without contacting us first, at least have the decency to place a link on your site to sadgeezer.com. You know who you are. (gasps) (laughs) We must figure this out. I need to know. Somebody uh, had to have come here and copied their, like, shittily formatted (laughs) transcripts word for word to be able to know it came from here. Can we address that they said attention webmasters? Webmasters. I mean, this site looks like it was. It but hasn't it been updated since. Be any older the, than two thousand four. I I haven't heard the word webmaster since the fucking nineties. Have you all seen the Heaven's Gate website that is still? Nope. Yes. Oh my god, I use it in my classes, and it is. If ever they update it, I'm going to be heartbroken. There's still some Heaven's Gaters, just so everybody knows. The, uh, the the copyright at the bottom of the page, Sad Geezer's Guide to Cult TV Sci-Fi, copyright 1995 to 2020. 
all rights reserved. So oh. someone is still maintaining this website. Do you think they listen and they <laughs> hate us? Well, I do you think so. they're the ones who gave us our one one star review? I hope it's the sad geezers. Wait, we have a one star review. bad, and you should feel bad. <laughs> <laughs> who gave us a one-star review? I don't review? know, because they didn't leave. Oh. They're a coward, whoever it is. All they did was give us a one-star review. Now I think it's sad geezer for talking shit. It's because we made fun of Jammerous Repair a Telephone. Jammerous Repair a Telephone. Geezer is give one-star review. Cobol, a steep hill. <laughs> I Okay, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Here's the here's thing. thing. Someone gave now us a, a one-star review. Now... Do you think that person is still listening? Because I would love to know the person that's like, one star, is still listening yeah, to the podcast you know, every week. Everybody who complains about Travis McElroy, right? They're like, that person is definitely listening so they can be hateful. I get it. I get it. Yeah. I actually do hope we have at least one hate follower. I would love a hate follower. <laughs> I just want to know what we did to, to make you give us one star. We're at least a two star podcast. We are a five star podcast. Mm. Five our reviews say two. we're that's debatable. <laughs> our reviews say we're a four and a half star podcast, but I'll take it. <laughs> Which is skewed by that one. What? I just what did we do? What did we do to you? <laughs> I love it. It really does. Like I don't know. You know, we don't have to be for everybody. So, Andrea. Yes. Mm-hmm. Anything? Uh, anything new in this episode besides mm-hmm. the obvious? Uh, reveal of a new Cylon. Can't believe we got a new Cylon when we just got Anders. So that's seven, actually. Um, the pyramid player? <laughs> that one. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's going to get me every time. I'm, I hope you never stop doing that. <laughs> I, I can't imagine <laughs> that he will. And I hope he never does. Um, but uh, one one thing that I'm interested in now is Dee's backstory um, mm. because we got that little bit about her father and how she never got to make it right. And that feels like a loose end that I wouldn't be surprised if it came back around. Um, I was interested in the beginning of the series, the way like Dee's um, presence in the show where she feels she's felt very important to me since the beginning, but not in a way that the show has has made very clear yet. Um, so I, I'm wondering if that bit of backstory that we got for her is playing into that. Um, who is in this episode that we don't often? There was an in? interview with Gata that oh, we didn't really talk about. Yeah, that's an Gata smoking. Oh, Gata smoking. And his tattoo. His tattoo. <laughs> Enough ambrosia. So funny. He is. He is just. I. I don't He's know. Precious. He really Does. is. For sure, one of my favorite Gata moments. Yeah. Is he even old enough to smoke? Um, <laughs> no. Certainly not, he's like, right? He's like 15. Like, for sure. He's, no, he's the Doogie Howser of uh I, I feel like Gata's that, that guy that you work with that's like, you find out how old he is and you're like, what? What? You're that old? <laughs> he's like married with a kid. <laughs> yeah. He's never known any other life. You are 40? How? <laughs> I do remember my question, though. What? Why would... What good was that for the Cylons, except is it, like, to go in and make that video and humanize the fleet and... They're manipulating and pooling the strings. Well, but but for real, it almost feels like a just for the hell of it. Could be. They're you bored. Know? Notice they haven't been attacking. 
right the and fleet it's, for like a few episodes well, they're just they're bored and, and they're I, like let's fuck with them but i genuinely was thinking that until y'all said the thing about needing to protect the baby aboard the ship but but boomer's only been on board pregnant with the baby for 30 seconds at this point yeah. so it's just interesting i personally think that this whole project was intended to continue to uh, so mistrust and unrest in the fleet and to then, have them turn on Galactica. Because, uh, I mean, that's that's what her original yeah. film about the, the, the attack on the Gideon was supposed to do. And then they invited her, uh, Galactica invited her to, to come and make this project. So and she's she like, was like, oh, right, hell yeah. Chance. I'm going to really, like, find the dirt and, like, make these people look bad. Uh, but then she sees the... Um, the Sharon with the the baby and oh, that, I was like shit. That's right. They didn't know. And that's right. Like in the process, she gets to know the people, and she's like, "Well, you know, we can we can definitely spin this into a <laughs> human interest piece." Ayo. But that's right. It just <laughs> you see because the silence have an interest in humans. humans. <laughs> <laughs> My glasses hadn't even fallen down, so it kind of hurt to push them up. Oh, no. I hate this I fucking show. To the bone. I really <laughs> appreciate your commitment to the to the bit, though. Um, I forgot that there's no reason the other Cylons, because she's not wired in, because it doesn't work like that, um, that they wouldn't know that she's pregnant. And now that they do, oh, shit, that yeah, complicates I mean, things. They would have had no reason to believe that the fleet would let her back in without just shooting her on sight. Mm-hmm. And so to find out that not only is she alive, but she's, you know, she's pregnant and she is being cared for. Like that's a big development. Yeah. For the I forgot about that. And you, when you Kitsy misspoke and said Leoben instead of Doral earlier, we haven't seen a Leoben since, um, we sent one out the airlock. Right. And he was afraid that his consciousness wouldn't make it back. And we know, I just want to revisit that for a second and then we can all go to bed. Um, but uh, this mental image of him just floating. That's exactly what I've been exact. Yeah. Hoping to. Um, but if because we've talked about I'm still a little confused about the consciousnesses being able to get redownloaded versus making copies, because do you need. Uh, do you start out so for Boomer? Boomer's a good example because I think there are more of her, right, than many of the other ones, as far as we know. It seems to be the case anyway. Mm-hmm. Did we start out with one Boomer, one consciousness, and then, like, why haven't we seen another Leoben? And why is it such a big deal that the one that was in prison may or may not make it back if? Other Leobans can just be rolled off the... Okay, so they will go into this more in the future, but I feel like this isn't really a spoiler to tell you this. Um, Think of it like a computer, right? So, like... What's a computer? I'm a computer. Hey, kid. (laughs) Stop all the downloading. So... Think of it like like an operating system on a computer, right? Like, if one computer has Mac, one computer has Windows, right? So the personality... Like, the Sharon personality is an operating system. You know, the six personality is an operating system, so to speak, right? So, I can take a new computer and install a fresh operating system on it. And it's going to have all those things. But it's not going to have any of the data that, like, got collected over years of using it. 
in it, but I could also back up my computer and restore it onto another computer, and then it would have that operating system, but then also all of the data that right, comes right. with it, and that would be like the memories and experiences. That makes sense. So really, they can they can make either just a fresh copy with just the base personality, or they can make one with a backup of somebody's. So we just haven't seen Ali Oben because we haven't needed to see one yeah. is basically he's, the case. He's busy swimming in the stream. Gotcha, gotcha. Also, again, avoiding spoilers, I will tell you, we are very close to the explanation for this. Yes. Oh, yay. Like Thank close you. enough that tonight I might. No. Oh. No. Okay. But soon. Soon. Okay. And for the rest of your life. I was just going <laughs> to say that. Definitely not for the rest of my life, though, because I'll forget. <laughs> I, I don't think you'll forget this. Is it a meat dun, conveyor dun, belt? Dun, is it it's like meat. a? Oh, it's always meat. Secret is meat. <laughs> All right, let's uh, let's call this one. All right. Well, with that said, uh, this uh, this little project seems to possibly have uh, sidetracked us a bit, but uh, we're gonna we're gonna continue on our way towards the Lagoon Nebula. The Lagoon. And uh, hopefully, we'll see you there. So say we all. So say we all. So say we all. Begin jump prep. We're leaving. We'll be back. Start your prep. Set Condition One is a Night Shift Radio production. Visit nightshiftradio.com for more information.